0: Welcome to the Save Par Golf Podcast, where two average golfers talk about golf and things. I'm your host, Derek. I'm your host, Dominic. We are currently in episode 42, and we have a couple of very special guests today. We have Jared and Louie with Smart Grip Golf. Smart Grip is the first truly discreet golf grip training aid you can use on the course to instantly improve ball striking and increase distance. Jared, Louie, thank you so much for taking the time to hop on our podcast. We are on episode 42. Uh, We are very excited to have you on and talk about Smart Grip Golf Uh, on what it is and how the company was started. Uh, and Jared, I I did want to say, thank you so much. Uh, it was nice to meet you. You actually were uh, willing to fly out in Minnesota and, uh, play in our first annual safe Park golf tournament. So, uh, I really appreciate that and, uh, look forward to playing in, uh, in a new uh, golf outing sometime in the near future. So appreciate that.
1: Yeah. We hope you didn't hate Minnesota because we know it's kind of Minnesota. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We're
0: going to pick your brain and figure out your thoughts on Minnesota. Yeah. No,
1: we like it here, but it's not like a golf destination, which we've said a few times. So it does mean a lot that you did fly out for us in Minnesota. Sure.
2: Yeah. It was a pleasure. First of all, thank you. Um, You know, Derek and I have been talking on Instagram for a little while. And I'm just, I said this to him then, and I'll say it now, I've been very impressed with the, you know, camaraderie, um, not just in the golf sector, but with Derek, you know, personally. And so, you know, I wouldn't just do that for anyone. <laughs> I
3: think well, I it's a, it's quite we
2: good had a great track. Um, yeah, we had, it, we, we had fun afterwards too, as well. But like I yeah. said, I
0: it means a lot to me. Um, Likewise, I mean, it was, it was fantastic. It was a, and
2: it was a great track. Bull Rush was fun. I mean, that was a great track. It had everything, you know, that you could think of. You guys said for a first annual golf tournament, I, you would, it, it was really, really well done. So kudos to both of you for pulling that off. Thanks so much. We don't want to give too much information away, but we
0: might have a potential golf outing in March in maybe in Arizona. So it's not a for sure thing, but, uh, definitely love to have you guys out. But, um, so yeah, so let's, let's jump right into it. What is smart grip golf?
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, we are jumping right into it, aren't we? Um,
1: (laughs) the potatoes. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Dang. What are we gonna do after? What are we gonna talk about after this? (laughs) now? um, (laughs) No, it's it. It actually was an idea that you know there, there's a a large. I'm learning more and more of us are out there. We're just out there to have a good time, and we're probably between I'd say 15 and a 20 handicap. And there's just this nice. We're just out there to have a good time. Um, the 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 downside of that is most of us have a terrible slice, and I was one of them. And it was so frustrating not only because couldn't hit the dang ball straight or aiming completely left um just to try to make it work to drive 200 yards and you just it's just ridiculous. Um and so um of course I jumped on YouTube and 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 uh learned about the grip um and all the things that went on with that and there was a grip called a strong grip where you kind of turn your hand over and it was like oh I'll give this a shot and I went out the next day or the next probably the next day we golfed every other day at that point. Um and gave it a shot and it worked right away. It was just like magic. And I just remember thinking, all right, you guys are going down, like, this is it. I'm going to be like scratch golfer before the end of the summer okay. whatever. And a third hole comes around and slice right out into the field again. I'm just like, wow. So I, I, the, what I realized in that moment was habit, just this, this, this habit, we we build habits, you know, I've been golfing and, and if you're golfing for any period of time, you'll, you'll learn lots of bad habits that are very hard to break um, and this was one of them is just me getting up there and all the things I'm thinking about before I drive my ball or hit. It. Um, and so I kept trying to remember and remember, and I just remember literally it's like kind of what you would imagine is me saying like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a, something on your glove that turned green and told you, like reminded you, you were in the script every time. And, um, I can't even remember how the conversation went like that. If we talked about, you know, the green light or whatever, but I just remember going back um, and that's really for me where in the back of my mind, I think if anybody's had ideas, um, you can have ideas, but there are some ideas, and I know Louie, you can speak to some of the businesses you started, but like and insane with Safe Save Park Golf, like some ideas you can't get out of your head, and they just sit there and they're just like you can't stop thinking about it. And that's really what it was for me. Um, and as I got more into the grip, I started learning more about the fundamentals. Um, and I just realized what a treasure trove it was, and how powerful the grip can be, not only for me but for people just getting into golf, trying to learn how to do it, and they can build on solid foundational habits and and have a good time doing it. Um, you know, I I I could go on and on and on about what I learned about it and the things that can go along with the benefits of it. And I'm sure we may cover some of it now, but uh, that's really where the idea started: was just cure my slice, get it out of the way. Uh, we obviously now at this point have a lot more you know exciting things planned down the road, but um, you know, it, it's, there's nothing more frustrating, um, than slicing that ball and losing your ball over and over again and not having any control over it. Um, so I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Louis, I know you're you know kind of fresh into this, but, uh, I love fresh perspectives. If there's something you want to add, feel free.
3: No, I think you hit, hit the nail on the head. Um, <clears throat> I mean, uh, you know, I, I probably fall in the category, maybe not 15, 20, maybe more like 20 to 30 <laughs> i'm right there with you right there with you <laughs> let's be honest right like <laughs> and um you know i can i've always been able to hit the ball really far uh but not not straight very often and sometimes it would go straight and I'd be like man i was north of 300 yes let's go and then sometimes i would be proud because i would put it not in the backyard of a house lining the course i would put it probably in the front yard of the next house rose <laughs> over because it was sliced so big. So when Jared told me about Smart Grip and how it worked and you know we took it out uh, to to swing the clubs a little bit. I was, you know, I, it's one of those things just like, okay, okay. And then you try it and you're like, okay. <laughs> right. it works. There we go. Okay, that 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 is straight. And, um, I think the beauty of it is that when people, people do activities and play golf because they want to have fun and you have more fun when you have more success, right? Cause right. if you're like, man, I bought a whole box of balls and I lost them all by the turn. <laughs> I'm out. That's Not fun. It's not fun. It's frustrating. You're like, not only are you trying to relax, but you're like I'm trying to relax here. And guess what? I suck. <laughs> I'm not good. I lost all my balls. Um. So having a, a tool like this in a in a non invasive way really, I think can help make golf more fun and even more accessible to people that maybe don't have the time to have a swing coach or to have a. a you know, a golf pro work with them for hours and hours and hours, they can learn the grip. And over time, they probably won't even look at the green light anymore because their muscle memory will take over. So it's, uh, the concept is sound and my background is from, from teaching. And I think that muscle memory, uh, I taught like tumbling gymnastics, cheerleading, and you could teach someone one thing, but having them do it over and over and over and over repeat it hundreds or thousands of times to where they don't think about it. That's when the success really starts to happen. Right? It's the whole, um, outliers theory, right? 10,000 hours. And, uh, so the more, the more you can play with a tool that puts you in the right position every time, You'll hit straighter every time. You'll have more success, you'll have more fun, and you'll play more golf. So I think it's a win for everyone. It's it's been really exciting to kind of hop on on this journey with Jared and Matt. And, and um, I'm really looking forward to where it goes. So it's
2: one yeah, one thing I'll throw in there real quick too is you know, Louie tried it, and I think what it was a week or two later you became a, one of the co-founders. So I'm just saying <laughs> it is. It, works. Works. it must work that's all i'm right? saying so <laughs> i'm uh no. i'm excited you're here louie and i and i'm excited that it works because again only a select few people have actually used it Derek, i know you were one on Don if you had a chance yes. yet but like when you know you know and right now i think we have like you can count them on on both hands how many people have actually tried one and every time i get a little nervous like please work because you know my entire ego and everything <sighs> is on stake as i like please work. And every time it does, and I don't know why I continue to worry about it, but it, it it's to a point, right. Where like, again, I, if you've tried it, you'll know, uh, we're shipping these things soon. We'll get into that soon. Uh, I, I'm sure as far as we know, we're in production mode right now and we're going to start shipping them out and Dom, we're going to get you one, uh, oh, for cool. sure. Um, but yeah, it is one of those things you got to try. I mean, we can talk about it all day long, but until you put it on your hand and hit the ball and see it go 50 yards further and
0: Jared, when you yeah. thought of this idea, did you kind of keep it to yourself for a little while? And was like, I'm going to try to like design or develop something. Or was it was like your first thought, like I'm slicing it right. Or I'm slicing it. I have this idea. Are you telling people about it right away? Like, what if we did this? Or what if I came up with this? Or was this something that you just kind of
2: brainstormed on your own? And finally you're like, I'm going to develop something first and then I'm going to let them know. Yeah. Good question. I, i'm I'm terrible at keeping secrets, so i you know <laughs> I just suck I really I'm like so I, there was a small circle of friends who were kind of there at the moment of inception while we we're at the course and and I would of course bounce ideas back and forth, but I'm telling you, I created um most of the social like the branding and the marketing and 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 the idea in general um the 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 functionality and sort of logistics of how it would work, all that stuff I'd probably i even had Uh, spreadsheets ready to go within a week for the whole thing like I had this whole thing mapped out probably five years worth of like like, obsessed like obsessive Uh, with it it was so I background I I build or I lead design teams uh, who built that design software for large organizations so I'm very familiar with designing hardware and software and so a lot of this was just like there was this this sensation about doing it for myself for a change like I'm actually like able to like I don't have to eat, sleep or drink anything. I can just go and just keep doing it. Cause it's like, it just kind of comes back to, to just, it felt very fulfilling. Um, so there was a lot I was able to get done right away. Um, and then of course, once all that was done, yes, I started to ask for, and as I talked to people about it, um, I got some great ideas back, right? So a lot of it, uh, I want, I want to make this very clear too. I was very intentional about who I talked to about it early, early on, even though I'm terrible at secrets. Um some of them were uh were uh, club pros and instructors that uh that that are instructors for professional golfers as well. Um and getting their feedback was essential because the one thing I didn't want was to create a product that that professional instructors or golf instructors would not want their students to have. Like to me this is about educating and, and teaching someone how to to play fundamentally good golf from a, from a form standpoint and it really can come down to the way you're gripping the club. So, their feedback was essential. And there were certain things that you'll see in the product that are coming out, which was direct correlation to that feedback and their input. And, and I'll be forever grateful for their for their wisdom their inability to kind of come in and say, "Hey, you know, maybe don't use this word or maybe try this and try that and and then really help shape the idea to make it something that wasn't unhealthy because you know you can get you can learn bad things that will do good things in golf, but fundamentally, it's not good. Um, and so that was really, really critical for me early on outside of my peer group, uh, to get instructor instructors and other professional, um, you
0: know. that's a great, that's a great point too. And I, uh, I was going to kind of piggyback off on that talking about, um, well, first off Louie had mentioned, you know, you sp- any hobby that you pick up is very expensive depending on how you want to approach it. Right. And so, you know, you, you have pro V1 golf balls or whatever golf ball it might be they can range from 30 to $46 for a dozen golf balls. And if you're going to go out there and spend anywhere from 50 to $75 for a round of golf add on top of the clubs and the golf balls, and then you lose all your golf balls, it's just not fun. Right. And so in, in slicing a ball is probably one of the most common things any amateur golfer or any golfer for that matter does. It's just, it's very common. Eight
2: out of 10 It's eight out of 10. It
0: is. It's very common. Um, and I think that's where, when when I was a kid, I didn't really like playing golf. A, I didn't really play a lot of it, but it was just mentally frustrating. And it's, it's, it's a hard game. And if you're not really all in, it, it's just not a fun game. And again, if you're losing golf balls and hacking the ball away, it's just not a good time. So I think that, Lou, you brought up a great point. But at the same time, uh, Jared, you went to basically where you should go right you went to professionals uh pros that actually are teaching c- classes and lessons and they're actually suggesting and recommending it and i was going to ask you when you sent these out what has been your feedback for the most part i know you talked about the professionals they've really enjoyed it but have you been sending them to and you sent it to me and i really enjoyed it and i think it's Louis kind of hit the nail on the head it's a it's a memory thing which i really like i don't slice the ball very much but when you see it you just kind of can connect and it's just, it's a memory, uh, a muscle for for me, but are you sending it to all handicapped golfers or, uh, as far as like demos, what, what has been that, um, side of the, the, uh, business been for you?
2: Yeah, I have. And the feedback I'm gathering, um, is more around the experience of using it. Right. So one thing we found very early often what we found happened that happened often early on, uh, was it would, attend, would at times come off when you would swing the club. Now, we're not going to see this as we're writing the code or we're putting together marketing plans, whatever, right? But it has to actually be out there and be used. Um, so there's things like this that I was like, can you see the light? Do 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 you know? Do we have a tendency to leave it on through the whole round and then leave it on afterwards? And like, how does that work? Um, is it hard for them to get it off? You know, Or is it hard for them to put their glove on with it on? So all of this stuff went into the design of the actual chip to ensure that it, we fix those issues. So a lot of it was m- less about does it work or not because the technology was pretty, it's pretty sound. It's pretty simple. It's almost scary simple how it is. And then it just, the the, the difference that it makes is incredible. So it wasn't beyond that, more than was just like the design of the unit itself and how did it feel? And did it feel like it was too big? You know, the, from a weight standpoint, did it throw you off? All that stuff matters because we, it, you know, there were a few things early on that I really wanted to keep in this product, which is like it has to be discreet. It has to be something that is just, you know, it's there. Right. That's a big, big thing. The other thing is something I can take with me on the course. Right. Like again, like you, you got to be able to take it with you on the course. And then something that works right mm-hmm. away. There's no warm ups, there's no like calibration. It literally just put it on and you, and it works. So there's all these things that I wanted to make sure from an experience standpoint stood out. And so that's really the feedback I got, no matter who had it. Um, but again, like I said, we had some interesting findings early on around, um, you know, there's a little notch on the Q mark gloves that we had to ensure was tighter. There's just a little, like from a lighting standpoint, we had, um, low battery indicators and things like that, that we're going to start putting in over time, um, to help the experience be better with using it and not make it some, it's like a hassle because that can, no matter how good it fixes your slice or anything else, if it's. If it causes you more issues, like if it adds issues, it's really not worth it. So we really wanted that's 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 the angle of feedback I was really after as I sent these out. um more than how could we improve the algorithm or anything like that?
1: So no, I'm cutting you off. no, go ahead. So this takes me to one of my questions. Um, you know, you're saying the Q mark love, stuff like that. I read about those on the website and the product info. Um, how readily available are those gloves i don't think i've ever owned one that has that like is it like expensive to get one of those gloves like i play the g4 gloves so like they're a little bit more expensive but it's just like a nicer leather um like do those come with when you buy the little sensor Yep.
2: so the reason yeah so the reason i wanted to use a q mark glove i wanted my own glove from the very beginning but again (laughs) um I needed to get to market fast, and so we I reused existing technology. We we ended up I the Q mark. I remember going to a uh, Silverado in Napa, and they had them there, and and I was like, I remember just, I still have the video I sent to him. I was like, guys, look at this, and snapped in right. This little magnet just snapped in the glove. I'm like, that is it. Like, let's make it work with this. Um, you know, Square did the same thing with its reader when it first came out. So Square, if you remember um, when it first came out, they used the audio jack. Because they didn't have you know, the right the slider. So the Audio Jack actually transmitted, they used, they like reused that before they could create their own, you know, PO or what is I never it? never knew uh, until
3: Apple got rid of it, right?
2: Yeah, until <laughs> Apple killed everything. But um they it, that's a similar approach that I wanted to take. And again, we're not gonna always rely on QMARC. I I have we've had discussions about them always being compatible with QMARC, but they are hard to find. We do plan on making our own gloves that are proprietary to SmartGrip, we can do a lot more with that. Um, it's just a matter of time and money. And and again, at the same time, like we will sell these with the gloves. We plan on doing it. We're going to have our own custom ball markers that'll come with it and everything like that. So we we know that the chip needs the glove right now. And so we're going to do everything we can to ensure that, that you have both.
0: Um, with that being said, the, is it Indiegogo, I believe is the platform you guys started it? kind of very similar to like a Kickstarter. Yep. Um, so you guys had a goal, you met the goal, which is very impressive that kudos to you guys for doing that. How was that approach as far as, cause as far as like followers go, I think it's, we had the par train on, um, a while back and couple weeks ago, couple weeks ago. Yeah. And like for, for us, we have a pretty big platform on Instagram, right? So social media. So it's been very helpful for us, but they kind of did it in reverse, their podcast really took off, and he's like, "Well, we need to start up, you know, an Instagram page." And so that's kind of how that works. They almost did it in a reverse order, which is very impressive. Um, and for you guys, you're still very new to Instagram and social media, and we're able to 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 make that fundraising goal. I think that's fantastic. How how does that work, and what was the approach on that, and did you guys have any help specifically? Of like, was it just you, Jared, or do you have a couple other team members, Louis and Matt, or how how, how did that uh, help? Kind of kick. I don't want to say Kickstarter because I'm taking it. How did that Indiegogo your uh, your fundraiser? Should have just yeah. said Kickstarter.
2: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's funny you say that because initially my intention was to go on Kickstarter, and what happened was Indiegogo reached out to me and was like, Very "We cool. want to feature you." and we want you to be exclusive and so they you know it was something i had to think about because I, again i've heard of kickstarter and i was very familiar with that i was not as familiar with indiegogo but it, they were so excited they were like literally we will like whatever you need to get you going we will we'll promote you we'll help you and so i was just like wow like i like of course like if you're if you're gonna do that um you know it, it's a very similar platform to kickstarter it's gonna it runs very much the same way when you think about you know, how you want to, how do you want to launch and run a campaign? So it was something that, you know, we decided to do. And, um, you know, I, I take great pride in that Indiegogo page because, uh, I I did a lot of research in, in what makes a great Indiegogo page, believe it or not, like all the things that you got to put on there. Um, and you know, it's one of those things again, where I just got so involved with it. I just kept, kept updating it, kept tweaking it, kept improving it, kept trying new things. And, um, the the feedback I got from Indiegogo when they first looked through it was, you know, I, you can't say all of this, like you have all this stuff in here, like you're telling like your life story, basically, like you need to just cut it down, like to bare essentials. And it was so hard for me to do that. But it was really, really good because it helped me understand the story better and helped me understand what the product did and how the product helps people better, right? Like I already kind of knew, but I would embellish a lot of it through story. Um, and so the process, process of actually creating the page was nice and it did work, right? I think people want to see very clearly and quickly, will this help me or not? Is it legit? So legitimacy is a big thing too, right? So we renew right away that the first week of the campaign was very critical. We wanted to get a good start. So we did a lot of promotion prior to that. Um, and then of course we had another uh, towards the end of the campaign campaign. Um, But yeah, it it is, it's a, it's a word of mouth thing. And we had a few prototypes out during the time and people who have tried it, of course, uh, were promoting it. And I'm, I'm super grateful for them for doing that. Um, because, you know, it, it, again, when you've tried it, you'll tell people about it and you you believe them because you, they're just, you don't, you don't make this stuff up. Uh, and so there was a lot of that grassroots marketing stuff happening that, that it was going kind of going unseen to me, but, uh, I'm super grateful for that. And again, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and neither did Matt at the time. So we were just kind of flying by the seat of our pants hoping that we could hit our goal. Um, but we did feel very, I would say, taken care of by Indiegogo. I'm super grateful for to them and their team for for really helping us with a successful campaign.
0: What has been like the toughest part as far as the business aspect? Like you you do this Indiegogo page, create it. Um, you have to design the product itself. Is there something that you really enjoy doing as far as the business side? And is there something that you just like kind of maybe tougher you'd like to have yeah uh maybe louie uh, help you on uh, on that side uh, of things yeah
2: i was just gonna say i can't really do any i, I like i look, like, i can i'm not gonna say i'm terrible on the business side but it's just maybe i am i don't know you know this i'm gonna turn <laughs> this over to you because this is essentially why like i can take an idea so far but that's the thing too you can have a great idea but if you don't have the foundational business pieces in place, right? Like to really ensure that you're you you need to hedge your bet on the success of it, right? Um, I could have a really crazy wild idea. And it could be great. But again, if I'm not forming things correctly, if I'm not thinking through things correctly, or projecting correctly, and planning and prioritizing, and all the stuff that I work with people that do that, um, it's just going to take a long time. I mean, I had this idea in 2019. Here we are in 2022, the pandemic didn't help. But at the same time, that's a lot of time that had passed. And what we were able to have been able to accomplish in the last two months with Louie and even Matt prior to that last December, phenomenal. And this is the power of partnering up with people and leveraging their strengths. So Louie, I mean, from the business aspect, you can go ahead and take that question. Cause I, I got nothing.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you say that Jared doesn't give himself enough credit. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've been a part of multiple startups and um, you know, I, Jared and Matt were about like half pregnant with this thing when they brought me on. Right. I, mean,
0: they, they, I like that analogy. <laughs> I
3: mean, come on. They, they, to, to their credit, they, and you know, Jared's point, there's a lot of people that have a lot of ideas. Um, Jared and Matt turn their ideas into reality, which very few people do. And that's like, that's, already puts them in the top 1% of people with great ideas, right? So now it's like, all right, cool. We have this thing that works. Now what do we do? Right. Well, we have a bunch of people that want it. Okay. That's neat. And they have production lined up, but it's, you know, production is always an interesting thing. Scaling production is, is the challenge, right? Going from, well, we're going to make 250 50 to we're going to make, Two hundred fifty thousand, right like so that transition and who the right partners are and what are your materials construction and all those pieces and do we raise money how do we raise money how much money are we going to raise when do we start marketing all of those things um, is is kind of like that is the next step right and, and as we stay here today it's're it, we're, we're preparing um, to kind of birth this child right that is smart grip i mean it's like a a mother that did all the work it grew the baby and then now it's about to be born but you still got to raise it right <laughs> you got to you got to nurse it feed it, it and <laughs> teach it and train it and coax it and guide it along and there'll be ups and downs and that's with every business but um you know we've we've got an exciting road ahead and uh, you know, Jared and Matt did such an excellent job getting it to where where it is, and and you know, as we continue to grow, I'm sure the team will grow as well, right? And and that's the exciting part about starting businesses and creating and building, right? Is is that you create not only a product, but you, as we create jobs, we create livelihoods for people. You create more, and and you. You know, all the people involved, whether they're using, you know, they're a customer or they're um, on the team, you know, their lives are are better because of this idea that became a product, and it all starts back with Jared in his head. So that's, to me, is always the the most um, interesting and fascinating thing about starting a business is that just that idea down the road can be providing livelihoods for families and. Food on the table and helping more and more people enjoy something—it's just such a gift to the world that Jared gave when he took his idea and said, "Let's make this real, man." <laughs> you know, so
0: it took a took a what sixty dollar round Jared to find <laughs> out that you're going to create a awesome business model and help all sorts of people. Right? It's crazy though. Like you said, it's 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 a. Uh, goes further than the game of golf like you just hint on. I, I love that it's it puts food on people's table. It's and Jared for you man like you said that's fantastic. I think so many people I think uh Louie you said like less than one percent so many people have awesome creative ideas but they get so scared or they just don't believe in it and they just don't do it right and I think that's where uh I mean for what you're doing right now it's super impressive. I think you're I love the product. Um and I love what you're doing. So keep keep up the hard work and and again, Louis, I said you na- you nailed it. I, I love that fact that it's it's not even just about golf. It's it goes further than that.
1: And if it eliminates my slice, I'm
0: sure it's a good product. There, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's a double win. I,
3: come on, I can't go wrong. There, <laughs> Let's go.
0: We we've talked to a lot of businesses or a lot of uh, I don't say a lot, but we've talked to a lot of different. companies and people and so many of them have either started like right before COVID during COVID. Um, And I think it's interesting because like you said, you started kind of having that idea in 2019. Has it been an issue for you as far as like production or getting any like parts or pieces during COVID for you guys?
2: Has that been one of the, one of the issues? Not during COVID. Um, In fact, it was a good break. For me i was trying to rush to get i wanted to launch in march that was always my plan because it's springtime and people want to get out there COVID hit and of course that sent me back two years basically um tiger winning the masters really helps so when tigers playing golf it's good for everybody um so the timing kind of went up uh but yes the we did have some production issues. Really, i know and I, I know matt couldn't join tonight but um supply chain issues are all over the place and so right now we're having the same stuff now where we're trying to order parts um, and that's actually the harder part is is trying to get through the initial um you know phase of this while we're going through a supply chain shortage. So uh, that's been more of a recent issue, not necessarily COVID uh, or pandemic related.
3: Yeah, and and I think there, you know, as we my background is in manufacturing. Um so you know, I see this as an opportunity to find sources to keep a lot of the production here in the United States, right? A lot of production has moved overseas, and I think a lot of organizations here lately, especially coming out of COVID and with what's going on between Ukraine and Russia, you find a lot of the supply chains really under a high level of stress, um, enormous... Uh, shortages, long delays and deliveries. Uh, and a lot of it is, you know, just getting product out, getting product made. Uh, there's lots of still COVID shutdowns that are happening in China and they're locking down whole cities. And, um, if we were to go there, who knows, right? So I think the opportunity here is, um, if we can keep as much manufacturing here, stateside, um, a huge opportunity to kind of tighten up that supply chain and take kind of seize our own destiny right so not not put our destiny in a bunch of different suppliers hands we can consolidate that as much as possible or self-produce as much as possible um that that helps to kind of cover the risk and mitigate a lot of the risk that, that people are facing in supply chains right now
1: so. so since we're kind of on the topic of manufacturing and stuff like that, what is it made out of? Like is it plastic? Is it like an anodized aluminum? You know, is it something lightweight, magic? I like that. You're magic. Magic.
0: <laughs> the secret. Can't tell you until you buy one.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jared, I'll let you talk about the components. Um, it it does magnetically connect to the QMART glove, which is mm-hmm. I think a really a really neat feature. And um,
2: no, yeah, we've, we've, we've debated this. So I know from the beginning, I wanted, um, you know, form factor was important. I want it to look good. I want it to be something people like, and I wanted to want it to feel like an Apple product sort of, scent, you know, where it feels polished. Um, and again, that could be, be me being making bad business decisions. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but uh, in either case, um, that's where we, I want it to go. And I think right now where we're at is, you know, if it's the functionality of it, it's the outcome that it's producing that's the most important thing. And we have some very durable plastic that we're experimenting with right now that's still very rugged and very good looking. Um, we do have a, an aluminum-based, um, coat, like aluminum-coated material that looks really, really, really good. Um, but again, we have additional functionality and technology we want to add into it later on for Smart Group Pros. Um, and so it's really, there's a lot of this we're discussing internally around how do we want to launch this? Do we want uh, an alpha version and a beta version when it comes to the types of, that people have? So there's an entry point and maybe a more pro level one that has a little bit more features and things like that. Um, the, the sky's the limit too when we come out with our own app, for example, right? So we are looking at materials as far as where they're made. I'm leaving that up to Matt. And that's kind of the production and manufacturing guy. And and I trust him with all of that. And for me, I just look at it and I'm like, it just needs to stay on the glove. It needs to be, it needs to be easy to take on and off. And it needs to look Fucking awesome. Like that is like it just has to be one of those things people look at and go, what is that? Like a bionic hand of some kind. Like you just feel like you're in the future. Um, and it, it just has to like, the quality to me means everything, um, outside of obviously the outcome that it produces. But I'm I'm just a big stickler on quality. And so a lot of start. So in funny fact, right now we're actually uh Matt is hand making all of these. That's how qual- much of how important quality is for us right now is we want to do each one. We're making each one by hand to ensure that they're done correctly and accurately and with quality. So the quality has always been a thing, just even how we assemble them to how they're presented to how they're used. And of course, like things like battery life and things like that. We We, that was my number one thing from the beginning. It cannot look and feel cheap. No way. Because golf is a game where... We're not out there, you know, sure, we can play our nitro balls if we want or our, our top flights. But when it comes to like our swing and we got our gloves, you're starting to see clothing and everything else happening. It's looking really good right now. The last thing you need is some cheap looking plastic on your glove that just looks like some, you know, whatever. So I'm 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 big on this one and I'm very bullish on it. And it's something that again probably gets me in more trouble from a business aspect, but uh, I I absolutely we are. You know, really taking it seriously as far as the materials we're using to ensure that they're just durable, waterproof, resistant, et cetera, um, but also look really good at the same time.
0: So we talked about what smart golf or smart grip golf is how How, how does it for the, for our listeners, how does it work? You get a glove, you put the chip on, can you just explain. I know we've talked about what it does, but so if somebody buys one, what are they going to get?
2: They will get a chip, smart grip chip, um, and a glove, the QMark compatible glove. Um, what well, you'll simply just just attach it. There's a little notch on the QMark gloves where you'll pick up the metal ball marker. Typically, it's where you can put your finger to pull it up. We use that notch to calibrate it um, on the accelerometer inside of it. So we use that to sort of calibrate the hand. So once that's in, you'll see it blink three times. That means it's on and it's now reading data. Once it's on you'll grip your club. Now, one thing people I found in the field, um, a lot of us tend to grip the club incorrectly. I know we talked about this Derek uh, a couple of weekends ago. Um, but a lot of people will grip it in the palm of their hand. And what you want to do is grip it. Like you would grip a hammer. So you're going to grip it in the fingers or like the knuckles or the kind of down the bottom of the base of your fingers. Like think about holding a hammer. You wouldn't hold it in the palm because you have very little, uh, motion in that hand. So by holding it in the finger, you'll get a, you'll get better accuracy, smart grip. Cause it was made for a proper grip. I do
3: um, you're everything holding it.
2: wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> when you, when you're holding it in the palm, what'll happen. And this is a good indicator, actually, for anyone listening to this podcast, if you're, you'll know you're holding it in your palm. If it feels like you're turning your left hand over way too much, like it'll feel like you're almost like, this looks ridiculous. I should not have my hand completely upside down. Um, it's because you're holding it in the palm. So if you think about holding your golf club up, like a, you're, like a sword and you're just putting it in your hand and then you just drop it down. That's what it needs to feel like. And then the green light will turn on. Once the green light is on, you swing. It's a, one more thing I'll, 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 I'll call out is that it'll almost feel like the depending if you're right, if you're right-handed golfer, your left tricep will flex. And it's, it's very, it's a strong grip. It really feels solid. And it makes a huge difference. Like I said, just in the confidence of the swing and the accuracy and consistency, and you'll feel it right away.
0: You do have a smart grip and a smart grip pro, correct? Currently. Yes. Okay. And as far as like the, like the battery life, how how does that work? So is it, is it just like a little, little chip or do you charge it?
1: Well, and like, how do they differ? Like is the pro going to be like amazingly different or is it just added battery life with a couple of features or.
2: Well, the pro different material it's got an aluminum coated, you know, metal base, uh, much more up, upscale. It's got, it lasts the battery lasts twice as long. We have additional features in the pros so for, instance, we have a low battery indicator, which really helps. We have power saving features. So if the glove, if it's attached to the glove in the basic version, it's reading it all the time, no matter what, but let's say you leave it on your glove and you sit it down after 10 seconds of inactive use, it turns off the battery. So there's things we're putting in the pro to extend the life of it. Um, but again, at the end of the day, it comes down to when we have the app, things will change dramatically from how we're selling this thing, obviously. Um, but it is, it comes down to aesthetics and just pure optimization of battery life when you talk about basic to pro. So it's really an aesthetic pre- preference. Uh, if you don't mind um, we have a really great plastic that we're using too, That this nylon plastic, super durable, super tough. Um, and it's just as good. It works just as well. Um, and so we, We've been playing around with both of those in a sense, and we've even had the conversation of well, do we even need to? So we're 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 at that stage too, where it's kind of like do we need to right now, really? I mean, can we just call it Smart Grip and move on, and then see where we go from there? So these have been all topics of discussion lately.
0: And what what is the price on that?
2: So Smart Grip is seventy nine ninety nine. Smart Grip Pro one twenty
0: nine. Okay. Okay. Um, and then you kind of already discussed about the battery life on that. Um,
2: and we are running a promo right now that I just created right before this podca- podcast. <laughs> so anybody yes. listening to this and I'm leaving this on in perpetuity. So if you listen to this in a year from now, uh, give it a shot. Uh, the code is save par 20 and you'll get 20% off, um, your entire order. So save par 20.
0: Awesome. We'll make sure to post that as well. So that's awesome. a good deal. 20% off. Um, Kind of switch gears. I will say I have a couple other questions before we kind of take off. But um, for someone who maybe might be an entrepreneur, or business owner, or starting a business, um, I think Jared, you've done a really good job of kind of paving the the road here for Smart Grip Golf. What what is a uh, one piece of advice maybe that you might give someone that might just be starting out a a business or a not necessarily even golf related, but just uh, just a, a business company in general.
2: Uh, surround yourself by others, really like get you know talk about it be because the more you talk about it um for me, personally, it was important for me to talk about it because i I could get the feedback that it was a valid idea at the same time I was improving the idea at the same time, and it kept me in the idea, so just can just don't a lot of people and I've done this before with other ideas, just keep it to myself and kind of stew on it, but its just nothing happens um so for me, it was just about like talking about it with others. What are your thoughts? Like, would this work? I actually put it like, I wired up a, a green led light into some plastic circle that I cut out and taped it on my glove. And I was like trying to imagine what it would we, you just go out there and you're like, picture a world with this in it. And that's literally where I lived for a good year and a half. Um, when it comes to the maturity of the business side of things, I'll turn this over to you, Louie, if there's anything you want to add there, because I feel like, Early on, I, I was able to get a lot of the vision work out of the way, like where I want to be, where I want this to be in five, eight years, whatever. Um, but then you got to get to where's the traction? Now, how do we make progress towards that? Where does that start? And I think that's a really important thing to do. Because again, um, I had the idea in 2019, here we are in 2022. That's three good years, right? And and again, it's something if something... And I always like to do this with, with the teams I work with, the organizations I work with, and even with this project. You got. To, how can I have done it better? How can I improve next time around? Like, what would that be? And it would be, you know, get some of this stuff in order. At least go talk to someone. Go find an advisor. Just get, you know, get their input early, just to see. Um, I don't know, Louis, if you want to add anything to that. but That, that is something looking back that I had wish I'd done more of early on.
3: Sure, and and I think I mean, do there is a lot. You know, I think that's a that's a valid point. Getting. Uh, a mentor, getting, meeting with someone who has done a startup before right when you're starting and say, I have this idea. I want to start a business. Because, um, And I, for me and the companies that I've started many times, I would I would be like, oh, I can't tell anybody because it might steal my idea. And what I've realized is it takes an enormous, enormous amount of work to get something from an idea to actually in the market. So if someone was going to steal your idea, they're probably going to be a competitor anyway, (laughs) honestly, because (laughs) very, very unlikely chance that they will actually steal your idea because most people don't want to do the work, you know? And so going to people that have been successful and have been through the process before, you can say like, Hey, have you done this? Have you, check the domain names, you've done the trademark searches, have you done all, you know, all of those little details that, you know, you can check and, 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 or not. Um, so you don't, you know, get down the road. And then I think one of the, my favorite um, examples that, that I can give, and I, I loved watching it. And I think everybody did too, and maybe not for this reason, but uh, if you think about Elon Musk, with SpaceX and especially the Starship, right? It was like Starship 10 by the time that thing landed back. I mean, it, it blew up like millions and millions of dollars blew up over and over and over. It failed so many times, but the trick to starting any company is to fail quickly and to fail fast, right? Because you learn when you fail. Well, that didn't work. All right, let's try something different. Let's try something different. Let's try to improve. Let's try to improve. And the faster you can iterate that cycle, the quicker you get to success. Right? If you try to put it all into one, one bet, this is my one shot. It's got to be perfect. You, know, you may or may not hit the target. Very often you don't. But if you're open to failing and you're willing to try and try again and try again, learn and learn and learn, that kind of repetition, that kind of grit and fortitude and commitment to the idea and the business is what usually sets apart the people that are successful and not. And that, I think most people can do that if they, they commit to that and they're open to, you know, failing.
0: Most people don't like it though.
3: I don't like
0: to fail, but. Great, great example. Actually, both, both of you guys had awesome pieces of advice. Yeah. It's the one thing like I'm in management
1: and i'm actually a business uh major and it's kind of going but it's not really going type of thing in school um the one thing i tell my staff is like it's okay to fail you know you're not going to be great at everything at every time but if you're gonna fail i want you to learn from it and learn why you failed whether it's you know just x y and z or if it's something that all you have to do is tweak one word you know it's all about growing from the experience and if it happens, you know, it'll happen regardless. You're going to fail eventually, if not right away. It's kind of like, you know, I can't help but relate everything we've talked about to kind of us starting this podcast. No, I think we kind of had the idea in 2019. And then I think 2020 came around we're like, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to do a bit, we're going to do it. Right. We're going to be quality driven versus quantity driven. Uh, whether that's me looking up like hundreds of microphones to use or even computers or stuff like that. But it all kind of goes back to just really wanting it and really wanting to bring something to the market that is going to either help people or that people will enjoy.
3: Yeah. I mean, and that's, that, that's it. That's just it. You know, you can think about something and sometimes people get nervous or fearful. And, you know, as I have moved forward in my life, it's, it's almost like when life presents you with opportunities where you're a little nervous, you're like anxious, you're like, Hmm probably should do that. Then <laughs> it's an opportunity for me to grow. It feels like that If it makes me nervous. It's usually that road, less travel. Right. And that's, that's the one you, you want to look at if
0: you're trying to grow,
3: trying to create something new,
0: something you haven't done before. So. well, uh, Jared Louis, I appreciate that. Those, those like I said, I, I consider myself an entrepreneur, I work in sales, but again, with safe Park golf, we have the podcast. Um, we're always looking at ways to grow the game of golf. And again, this is why we do the podcast. Probably one of my favorite things is being able to help companies that have an awesome idea or awesome product, but we have the platform to be able to present it and show other people Um these items and like like you said Louis uh keep kind of going back to it about how it's it's more than golf and that that's what I love we we've talked about leaderboard customs for example um he's a custom shoe shoe designer he does a lot of golf shoes and we actually had at our tournament he wasn't there uh, but he was one of our prizes he did a custom pair of Nike Roshi golf shoes for the closest to the pin and there's been numerous times where he sent me DMs about how he could literally quit his full-time job and do custom shoes if he had a clone because he he's gotten so much DMS and so much business from something that I've done. And I like for that, like that's the reason why we do safe park golf. Um, and, and so, uh, it, it really benefits me to be able to in ha- Dom to be able to have people on that have such a cool idea and, and uh, be able to kind of promote it and, uh, help get people, familiar with the smart grip. Cause I think like you said uh, it's not cheap to have a swing coach or a golf coach, right? This is a pretty inexpensive product. If you think about it, that can tweak a lot of d- different things. You know, the memory yeah. thing, the slices, it's very inexpensive. And I think um, golf is an expensive sport, but people are willing to spend the money if it works. And, and that's what we're here for. And so uh we we appreciate you taking the time um we do normally and and dom i'm sorry i normally talk 95 percent of the time so i apologize i know you had a couple of questions and i don't know if you have any other questions we answered them we did okay yeah because you asked them <laughs> so You do this every time i'm terrible i'm literally
1: yeah uh, every week he's like yeah do some research come up with questions blah 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 and i came up with questions
0: and you know what we asked the them. same questions and of course i asked him i actually deleted <laughs> one of them but yeah, I the other two. So I apologize. But kind um, of our kind of our signature, though, before we kind of sign um, off, um, is we like to ask each one of our guests, if there's one meal that you could either go to a restaurant or make or have someone make it for you, what would be that go to meal? I, heard I,
2: like one. I like food. So Derek, I mean, I, this is a really hard question. Um, it should be a hard question. All of
3: the above. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> Anything you can no. make, you can make this plate. It could be a steak. It could be taco. It could be whatever you want. I mean, it could be one big pallet of food. That that's, it could be McDonald's chicken nuggets. It could be me. whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, for me, I always go back to like, and I think what's I was listening to some, I don't know where I was listening to this. Um, but it goes back to like my, like growing up, like my childhood. And like, for some reason I we ate a lot of pasta. Um, so it, not only is it awesome. I, lasagna is like my go-to thing. And there's a million ways to make lasagna and it's par- partially due to my upbringing and eating a lot of pasta. Uh, my mom made us a lot of Mac and cheese and lasagna and in a Polish dish called goulash, I think, um, mm-hmm. which is also pasta, which is really, really good. Um, and so I, I'll go with lasagna. Um, Extra sausage, extra cheese, extra everything. Um, any
0: day of a, the week. Is this a homemade lasagna then or is this a, was it from a certain restaurant that you that you might oh uh, homemade,
2: homemade, homemade. Okay. Homemade, yep. All the way, sure.
3: Louis, what about you? No, it's a toss up. It's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. Um, I'm normally a, a really big breakfast person. So like part of me wants to say bacon and eggs, you know. Can't go wrong um, with bacon and eggs. Yeah, either either that or or pizza. You know, we, we made some Napoleon-style pizza from scratch the other day, and that was uh, that was really good. So I, I don't know. So let me say – I'll just say pizza for the day. Pizza, now. okay.
0: You know what? You're the first one that said pizza, but I'm, I, I love pizza too. I could honestly eat pizza every day if it wasn't
2: terrible for you. How do you oh feel about God.
1: breakfast burritos? <laughs> love them. <Yeah. laughs>
2: so my you would favorite- love
1: our. We had, a, we had, a, so not interrupt. We had an episode with Odin when they launched their NFTs and we went on like a 40 minute rant about breakfast burritos. I love them. Um,
2: and, well, Jared, you, you were at three Jack. Did you have the burrito or did you, what did you have? I know I had the burrito. I was going to get yeah. another one. I th- I, every time I'm at the golf course, I'll get the breakfast burritos if they have them. That's like my go-to every Every t- I like morning golf. I like getting up early. Yeah. I love the dew. I love the because the day's in front of you when you're done. Yeah, you got a go. morning person. See, I'm I'm the same way. I'm the same
0: way. <laughs> I love Dom over bro. here. Oh. He likes to get his beauty sleep.
1: We have he a just... seven a.m. tea time on Sunday,
3: and I'm pissed. <laughs> oh, that's such <laughs> nah, a good I mean, time. he likes to glow in the dark balls. Come on, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, we uh, breakfast burritos from McDonald's. I don't even really? have them. My dad oh, likes those. I've never had a breakfast. are like a, a doll. They're like a dollar. Well, inflation's a little, you know. Yeah. Icy. No, it's $2. But they're like we'll a dollar. Have a,
1: they have like, like a, a picante it, sauce that is okay. super good.
3: It's so good. And it's they're like small. And they have a lot of cheese and a lot of sausage and, and, and eggs. It's it's actually pretty simple. Because sometimes when they put hash browns and stuff at other restaurants, like that's a little much for me. But it's... I don't know. McDonald's. Easy to eat. Easy to.
0: Two or three of them for like three or four bucks. And you're like, I'm I'm ready. Let's go. See, that's crazy. You know, I don't really eat a lot of like fast food any longer, but I used to love uh, the sausage, egg, and muffin from McDonald's with the hash brown. Or I'd get, so my order would be sausage, egg, and muffin, sausage, uh, cheese, egg, McMuffin. And then I'd get two hash browns. But then if I go to Burger King, it would be the croissant, which with the the hash browns. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't had it in forever, but I could mac on that. I breakfast food is one of the best things to eat. And I could eat any time of the day too. Like I could eat that for dinner. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. I'll go try it sometime. Uh the, what's
1: that? Yeah, I never even them. knew
0: they existed. Oh. To be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my dad so, loves like them. The sandwiches. That's Taco so Bell
1: has like a handheld breakfast crunch wrap. So it's got eggs, bacon, cheese, hot sauce, and then hash browns in it. And we were talking about that one episode. I don't remember which episode, but it's like my favorite breakfast thing in the world because it's everything all in one in a tortilla in your hand. It's, it's like there. it's like my fat kid dream,
0: <laughs> Louis. Yeah, speaking yeah. of, though, do you do you put the salsa? Do you, do you dip, oh here we go? Do you dip the salsa? Do you put it because Jared? Jared, when the three Jack they had the salsa in the burrito, right? Yeah. See, so some people
2: like see for me. Some people would I'll rather do, I, dip it. I would rather dip it and eat it. Yeah, that's the Wait, wrong way to. Do it. No, do you dip it or do you pour it on? You pour it. Yeah, I pour, know, it like pour it on. I hey, pour yeah. it on.
3: Yep. Yep. Usually, I'll eat it. I should it while I'm driving. Sometimes usually because they're easy to drink when you're driving. So I'll just go like just a little yep. bit on and take a bite. Okay. Yeah. You know? But like, I yeah, I, I like you know I ask for like six packets because that the salsa is really good and uh, the cante sauce. Yeah for sure. Well,
0: guys, I we, we appreciate it. Um, again, let's, uh, definitely try to do this again, maybe down the road.
1: After I use it, we can like talk about how bad my slice used to be.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe. Hey, there we you go. know, I will say like, I don't think I would have gone on this podcast, Eric, if you hadn't tried it. It's super important for me, I think to really instill that, right? Like I wanted to ensure like, here, try it. it. Like I didn't want this to be any type of like, <laughs> Like sales like, gimmick. Yeah. No, like,
0: you honestly, I you said that out to me, and I. And, and I, mean, I
2: yep. Thank you for ta- thank you for trying it and giving it a shot. And Louie did the same thing. Like, I I really want people to try this. And again, I wouldn't have come on here had you not. And we're sitting here talking about hypotheticals all day. Um. So, Dom, unfortunately, you're the odd man out because you're the one who hasn't tried one at some point. Um. Very very soon. In fact, I can even see if we can get you one like ASAP because I want to make sure you try it. I would love to get your feedback just in okay. general. Um, that's big, our big ask. So anybody listening to this, who has ordered one, when you get it, please give us your feedback. Please, uh, send us emails. Uh, you can get us on messenger, all that stuff on Facebook. Just send us your feedback. We, we want to hear how we can improve it. So if there's something that's not working or not working well, or not well enough, please let us know.
1: I will say Derek was like super excited to get it. And he doesn't always get excited over things because he doesn't really have a whole lot wrong with his golf game. Well, um, well no, he hates bunkers, but who doesn't? Um, and he was like genuinely <laughs> excited for it and was like genuinely impressed. Um, so it made me kind of jealous.
0: And, and the, like, see, the roles are kind of reversed here. Same thing. I mean, we, we, we like to have people on that we believe in. And so, awesome. the, you know, it, it, go, it goes, it goes both ways. So like you said, I tried it. I think it's great. Said so I don't have a huge slice. However, I do. it does work. And I, so we got to get in the hands of Dom and uh, we'll have you guys on again down the road and, and hopefully uh, maybe towards the end of the summer and we can, we can talk about uh, how the production's going and the sales and everything else and maybe awesome. some future, some future, uh, different, uh, what are you collab? saying? collabs or yeah, whatever yeah, exactly it's like, we I don't know do what
2: we, yeah we could do some like, more Instagram I, we got to do more of that anyway it's just fun to get on and riff and talk yep. golf because we didn't get to talk about live we didn't get to talk about Brooks Kepka, which I'm kind of pissed about um, which is crazy right oh and
0: we can we, still we can still talk about it yeah
2: if you want to take a minute I thought that was kind of crazy considering the whole greedy thing
0: and then all of a sudden next thing you know he's gone yeah this man sat up there and I was like man Yep. All
1: these guys are chasing money. I'm chasing majors, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, okay, is by taking the money.
2: Well, his brother went, you know, the week before. And I think part of the plan was let's see, you know, let's see how little brother does. And then obviously the feedback was good. And Brooks is like, all right, my little brother is not going to make more money than me. is ridiculous. So
0: that's exactly um, what I said to him. Like he's going to be making more money playing and finishing and in- tied for 20th or whatever that
1: man has like the craziest ego I've ever seen on tour like although the popcorn will be back though with
0: Bryson and uh yeah so, the, the so I'm excited to see how that's gonna unfold
2: so, what do you, what do you uh, think about live though in uh, general
0: uh, yeah, it's Still so look, many
2: questions but yeah no uh, this is a this is a, this is a touchy topic I'm finding in the industry but um, and I'm not going to give you the political answer. I'm going to tell you, I actually really like the idea of Live Golf. If it wasn't Saudi backed, it wouldn't be as big a deal. In fact, it'd be a completely different conversation that we're having right now. Um, but I don't think that has really anything to do with the fact that their players are making the decisions for a reason, right? They're not like there must be some big fundamental issues with the other organization we shall not name. Like for this to happen, right? That we don't even know about, like, these are major players and they're continuing to go over there. So there's a lot we don't know. I think it's great to sort of, you know, it's called competition. Like, you know, it's good. It's healthy for businesses to compete like this. Um, So I'm actually excited, not as much about the live tour itself, but for what it's doing for the game of golf and how it's opening up opportunities for players to explore Different ways of playing how they want to play and where they want to play and how they want to make their money. And some people like Rory really want to earn their money on tour, probably because he's already got more money than he needs. All these players who say they're PJ loyal are already they're set for life. So <laughs> I mean it's like one of those things, right? You gotta really consider those options. So there's gonna be a tour for everyone. And I I really like what it does bring into the game overall.
0: Did you okay. really think though like six, seven, eight months ago that Bryson, yeah. Brooks DJ. Yep. I mean, well, these guys, we've had these conversations. The whole thing was unknown
1: until it feels like, like a week ago, you know, cause there are all these rumors. It's like, yeah, this is going to happen. But then we didn't have a name for it. We didn't have any TV deals. We didn't even have a streaming deal at that point. And you know, there are no names attached to it other than Greg Norman. Well, and well. now I think it's crazy. You know, when the older dudes left, I was like, okay, get your money, get your bag whatever. Don't blame me. You know, Phil Mickelson's a PGA legend, whether you want to say so or not, like he did his time on tour, stuff like that. But now that they're getting names like Brooks, even Bryson, and now, you know, answer Answer just left today, you know, now they're starting to attract the younger generation of golf, which is going to be kind of scary for the PGA. I think, I I mean, I could be completely wrong. It could be a hot topic, but I don't know. I I just feel like they're going to start generating something.
2: Look, if the PGA has a great product, they have nothing to worry about, plain and simple. And if they don't, they need to make some changes. And what's going to happen is they're going to make some changes. Like they will make changes. The game will improve. Players will be more happy. These players are getting paid more because they were the first to put their neck on the line. Like no one's, you're not going to forever get paid 250 million to go to live. Like it's really the inaugural year for this. So they're paying big money. They offered tiger almost a billion dollars. Right. So like they want to make a hit. Greg Norman, has been telling us this for six months, literally like this has been his story. Like he has said, I have lists of people, people, big names and everybody's laughing at it. I'm Like he was full of it. Here we are. And like, you know, it's, it's one of those situations I think where the media gets involved and you have to be careful, right? Who's talking, even when it comes to Rory, I, I don't know where his allegiance is. I don't know what's going on behind closed doors with what he's, the quotes I'm hearing come out of the PGA right now. Like, Right? Like all this stuff, you just have to kind of look at and trust the fact that these players are, are adults. They're very mature adults. They understand what's going on. They're making rational business decisions. I'm sure they have advisors. I'm sure they have people that are making sure they're not making dumb decisions. So like at the end of the day, we can spin this and anyone can spin it. But these decisions are being made. Players are going over there. The game is going to improve. Greg Norman knew this all along, evidently. All right. Like, make fun yeah, of he, all you want. He's
0: kind of called it. He keeps on saying it. Everyone kind of laughed at him, but he's, Laugh. everything
2: right now is coming to fruition. Exactly. <laughs> but, so, I mean, I'm excited about... Us,
0: yeah. oh, sorry, Louis. I know, like you said, we, we, we say 30, 45 minutes to an hour, and then it ends up being an hour and 10 minutes. That's how our podcast works. You just, you just you know, all right. I'm
3: you know. here. It's all good. It was, uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen, for having us on today.
0: Yes, Absolutely. thank you. Both. Oh yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, we we had a blast as always. And again, let, let's try to connect uh maybe later this summer and we'll uh we'll uh, talk about how Dom is hitting straight three hundred yard bombs. God, wouldn't that Don't be wait. great? I love, yeah. it. love it. Wouldn't yeah. that be great? <laughs> All right, boys, yeah. take care. Thanks again. All right, thank you. Thank you. Yep. Both.